What's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast. I am your host, the Cameron Lovelace, joined as always by Dr. Sarah Lee. What's going on? Man, Cam, I am doing well. It is week two of work and getting back in the swing of things. Uh, mm-hmm. Trying to get used to the getting back up and stuff. You know, quarantine definitely spoiled me. And so I am figuring it all out. What about you? How are you doing? Oh, quarantine has me just fine. You know, I'm still working from home. I went ahead and decided to invest a couple hundred and uh, give me a gaming chair. So this is a gaming chair. Okay. And it has, for those of y'all who don't follow me on Instagram, I just posted a reels today of this chair. It has the neck, has a pillow that's attached to it on the, on the neck portion and in the lower back. And for those of y'all who sit at desk all day, you know, posture can be a thing. So that helps with the, with the pressure points of sitting in the desk all day. So, and of course, when I'm seeing clients all day and stuff like that, I'm, I'm sitting here comfortable in the chair and able to communicate. Um, other than that, uh, I'm, I'm feeling it had a good weekend. We celebrated, shout out, they were recording this is August 19th. Shout out to my mom. Turn the big 5-0 today. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, moms. Um, but on Saturday, we hosted a surprise uh, birthday party for her. Um, How did that go? So didn't go quite what I envisioned. Because it's, it's just a lot of things did not go according to plan. But at the end of the day, she was still she was she was happy is because like one of my brothers he he was under the weather okay and that brother is usually in charge of picking up one of the other brothers so all the brothers weren't here at the house we had two missing um her sister couldn't make it um and just a whole bunch of like little things just didn't quite get executed the way that i wanted them to but she was still surprised and she still had a good birthday. We had a, uh, a little bit of a caravan from the church, from, from friends and people from the church who came by the house and did the little, you know, birthday honk, happy birthday type ordeal, drop off a gift, keep on rolling. Um, Bishop and pastor came through. Um, so it was, it was a good time. It was, it was a good time, but your boy, was a little bit stressed. I so, bet she does. How did y'all get, like, how did Sparkle get to the church to get the people? So I told her, I told moms to come over because, as I told y'all in the previous podcast, she uh, got all A's on her. So I said I wanted to throw a surprise for her just okay. to support her, just friends, family, just come over and just support her, have dinner celebrate her blah 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 that's why i told mom to get her over here sparkle went ahead and went to the church when she was like 10 minutes away because you know kenan texting us the uh, the play-by-play um okay. and so by that time sparkle had already went to the church which is of course down the street and got everybody ready and then okay. like 15 minutes after mom pulled up then the caravan started to arrive so okay was she happy she was happy. She um she was good. Happy people came. Happy um because you know 
we're we're all in different places because you know, one of my brothers was out of town in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. Another brother lives in Nashville, and so they were able to come and celebrate with her. Um, Sparkle made a brownie cake that she found on Pinterest. It was good, okay. um, and we had barbecue. So my actually my fridge is still full of sodas right now, so I have to avoid that. <laughs> I've been drinking water and all that. But yeah, after everybody left, your boy was my head was hurt. Like I bet it was. It was it was hurting from dealing with all these people. You know, you know, we love our family, but you know, when all of us are just not on the same page with some things, it can be very frustrating. And my head is hurting. So me and my brother, we I ain't gonna lie to you. We made a trip to the to the liquor store. And Some of the day of the party. Um, after everybody left, yep. Before they closed, we went, and uh, we got quite a bit of wine. And uh, yeah, me, him, Sparkle, we 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 sipped, we partook, in the uh, in the spirits, if you will. Mm-hmm. So. And I bet y'all enjoyed it. I mean, some of it we, you know. We got some stuff that we that we like that we knew that we liked, and then we want to try some things and stuff that we tried. Yeah, not San Antonio. I, I don't recommend it. Don't. What is it? San Antonio wine, uh, Moscato, uh, red and pink wine. Don't just say no. Okay. Not not terrible because I've had some terrible wines. But that was just not, yeah, on a scale of one to 10, it's about a three. Okay. So, yeah, I just, I just wouldn't recommend that one. Okay. Uh, but other than that, everything is good. Vibes are good. Um, people are good, healthy. Cannot complain too much, that is. Can't complain okay. too much. And I'm pretty sure your mama enjoyed herself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I called it today. She, um so because she is uh entering her golden years she wants to be very make sure that she's active because you know once you get old and you stop moving and then you stop working that's kind of when everything starts to decline so she's making sure that she wants to be active so she bought a bike or like a bike bike or yes like a, like, bike. like a series like a three four hundred dollar bike okay Kenan can bought her bike so well, part of her gifts were all these accessories for the bike, but this was she, but she she made a post this morning that said this is the first time I've ridden a bike in over forty years. Okay. So she was. I talked to her today. She was. She's happy. She said she did about four or five miles today on the bike. Um, and she said her butt hurts, <laughs> so might have to get her a, a seat cushion. Yeah, something to. I haven't ridden a bike since I was like 10. So yeah, you're going to have to get her something that's going to help her out. Right, right, right. So uh, what's most important is it's good. So again, happy birthday, moms. I know you're probably not going to listen to this, but. She might. This might be the one. You know what happened? Sparkle actually listened to uh, last week's podcast. When I said congratulations, she actually did listen. And I said, she, she said, I am supportive just because i don't listen every week don't don't mean i'm not supportive so we'll see i doubt it but we'll see if she listens to it she might 
Well, happy birthday to her. Also, happy birthday to my uh, amazing nephew. Today is his birthday. He's the big three. He's a three-nager. He's a three-nager. We're excited for him. We're going to turn up this Saturday uh, for his birthday because he loves to party. I don't think I have met any little child at parties. So, you know, at my um, birthday engagement party, mm-hmm. I was there. he's out there getting it, dancing. He partied so hard that he woke up the next morning and told my brother that he was too tired to go to school. A two-year-old, right? Because he he woke up and told my brother, I'm too tired, daddy. Because he kicked it. Like, that is our party buddy. He does not care where he is. He is going to dance. He is going to get it. But I expected that because that was my brother. Like, my brother was that kid who every song that came on the radio, he would sing it. He would always dance. Like, it used to irk the mess out of me mm-hmm. like my mom used to get on to me because i would be like why are you singing like why like just be quiet because you know when you're a kid your siblings do things uh-huh. to you and uh hold on one second this is my boss y'all give me two seconds all right hey, i'll give you a call back in like 10 minutes okay i can talk to you about it in the morning Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. <sighs> yes. But long story short, shout out to my nephew. Happy birthday, baby. Mm-hmm. I know you probably won't hear this because you're three, but <laughs> happy birthday to him. <laughs> Never do, this. Um, do I hear echo now? I don't know what happened. Uh oh, I hope not. Do you well, hear echo? Let's see. Okay, it's gone now. Okay. Um, but yeah, so shout out. Well, shout out to you and Ken. Also finished premarital counseling officially. Woo-woo. You know, I always say, I always say for people who just got engaged, I was like, I'm not impressed until you finished premarital counseling. We made it through. Yeah, I had a uh, ten week, twelve week. Um. Technically 16 weeks um, because we had double sessions like two weeks in a row. And so that would have, that would have equated to four. So, um, but we did it. It was very, it was challenging. It was heartwarming. It was everything plus more that you would expect it to be. Um, I have to give a shout out to my boo thing because he stuck with it. You know, because my baby, like, I love him to death. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning, he was like, you know, I don't know. Like, he had his apprehensions. But, like, as we got into it, like, I definitely saw him grow. Um, I saw myself grow. Like, our relationship grew. Um, I can honestly say without a shadow of a doubt that, like, he is the one that I'm going to marry. Um at the end of our, at the end of the, the sessions, at the, the blah, 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 my bad, at the end of the entire course, they always, uh, there are three choices you have to make. Either you decide to get married, you decide to wait, or you make the decision to not go through with it. And if you decide to wait, you are agreeing to figuring out like what it is that you need to work on and then you go back and make the decision 
And uh, what was interesting was our facilitator couple, they told us that our group, so our cohort, our class, um, had the most people who were pretty positive about getting married by the end because it's so extensive that I guess people get into it and be like, you know what? Um, I don't think this is it. Because when I tell you, we had some very like tough, open conversations, everything from like, we had to do a budget. We had to do a very extensive budget. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done a budget like that before in my life. Like it asks us questions like how much money we spending on gifts, you know, like how much are you going? Like, like it was very extensive budget. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to do expectations and have that conversation. And by expectation, they asked very specific questions like who's expected to do the laundry? Who's expected to do, you know, um, how many times do you expect to have sex with your spouse? Like it was like questions that we had to answer, you know, um, I think my favorite had to been the conversations one. So the very first session, uh, where we learned how to communicate, like you think you know how to communicate. (laughs) Think you do? You think you do. I have to put this plug out there. (laughs) You think you know how to communicate. But we really don't know how to communicate. Like Mm -hmm. as a whole, like even with how we communicate to other people, we think we do. Mm-hmm. but like going through that course really like opened up both of our eyes that although we ha- we had had all these conversations like we still had areas where we needed to work on and communication mm-hmm. was one of them um i will say this though uh a lot of the conversations that we had to have it was really cool to see how mine and ken's answers lined up so like um the way our sessions would go, we would have homework and then we would have to discuss it. And so within the homework, we would have to answer questions. And it was really cool to see how a lot of our stuff aligned and aligned because we'd already been having these type of conversations. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there was any, there, was, there wasn't any session or thing that we went over that we hadn't already discussed at some point. It probably went into more detail, but and many of the things that we discussed were things that we had already been discussing, which kind of helped me feel like, okay, we were on the right track anyway, discussing the things like these important things, but I'm excited. It's over. It's done. Um, <laughs> we were in school mm-hmm. for like 16 weeks. Um, I was traveling back and forth to, t- to Dallas the entire summer. Um, but I feel like at this point, that was the hard, like, that was like the piece, like, okay. Now we can plan. We can do all the other stuff. Right. You know, but I'm glad we got it done now versus trying to plan a wedding and do that at the same time. So, but yeah, shout out to my boo thing for doing it with me. Shout out to the logins. Shout out. Yeah. And we have a wedding date. Oh. Got a wedding date. We picked the date. We're getting married September 25th, 2021. September. You said 5th? 25th. 25th. Okay. It's the last Saturday in September. Okay. We'll be getting married here. Make sure to circle that on my calendar. Please do, because we would love for you and Sparkle to be in attendance. Without question. And it's probably going to be, you said it's probably going to be in Memphis, right? It's going to be here. Yeah, it's going to be here. 
um, made the decisions to have it here uh, for multiple things, financial, um, location-wise. This is more of a central location for everybody um, in our family. Um, and, you know, weddings are expensive, so. They can be. So, so let me ask you this, because, you know, some people always wonder, should I even bother with premarital counseling or what do I get out of premarital counseling? Give me like one or two things um, to help that person kind of dive into it. Cause you've already spoke on like, you thought you knew how to communicate, but you really like, it's different <laughs> once you enter into relation marriage with this person. But what's, what's something else that you gained from this course? Um, well, something that I can say, well, something else that I gained from this course was really just the reassurance that I'm making the right decision. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes, and what I have seen is that like a lot of people, they will, you'll date somebody and you'll think like, oh, this is the one, oh, this, this, and this. And maybe because you really hadn't gone through anything or you really hadn't, you know, faced a situation where you have to be completely transparent and honest and oftentimes people will send their representative and so you're thinking like oh like this is the one but you really don't know this person and so going through premarital counseling you you have to be transparent you have to be open like you learn so much about each other and the way it was designed it was set up in a way for us to have these open honest transparent conversations and so if you miss that, if you don't do that, you'll find yourself being with somebody who you're, you're thinking is one way and they're thinking you're one way and then y'all get married and you realize that you're, you're combining your life with this person that you might not really know, you know? And so you need to have, I feel like there are certain conversations, certain things you need to establish before you make the decision to get married because if you don't, you'll go in expecting one thing and they're expecting something else. And now all of a sudden, the person who you thought was the one or this person who you thought was perfect, they're starting to show you who they really are. And it may not be what you assumed. And so, but premarital counseling, I believe it allows you that space to really and truly see each other for who they are. Like you really and truly mm getting in like if you do it like you're really getting into that space of like you're going into it with your eyes wide open because oftentimes people get married with the rosy colored glasses on and then after the first argument or the first time this person uh doesn't do something you like now all of a sudden it's like whoa so like and i can give an example in the book that we had to read for this class there was a case study of this couple who was long distance. And so because they were long distance, whenever they see each other, you know, everything seemed perfect because it's like you're in this pocket of time, right? And because you want to get along to get along, like the guy like fishing. So the girl was like, oh, I'm gonna go fishing with you because I want to spend time with you, right? Uh, or he would do things with her because they want to spend time because they would only have these short periods of time. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until they had gotten married where they were around each other for these longer periods of time and when they realized that they didn't really like to do what the other one liked to do right let me ask you this did you and ken directly connect with that particular case study uh not really um 
I think us being quarantined kind of gave us more of an insight on like each other. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we hadn't been quarantined together and having like these long periods of time, maybe it would have been. Um, and so it really, not in that piece, it really didn't like kind of hit home for us because let me tell you something, I was pretty much quarantined since like March. Right. You were there for two yeah. months? Like two months. And then, and then I came back in May, was there in June. So for class, it just was there. So like me and him were able to see each other day to day. Like, this is who you are day to day. Like, this is what you do. <laughs> this is how you are in the morning. This mm-hmm. is how you are at work. Which I'm glad, like, I'm really seeing like how God kind of worked through this because with us being long distance, we never really seen each other in work mode because we could text right it's different when you're in the same space and you see how they are you see how they operate you get to see different sides of them and so for people who are thinking like you know should i do premarital counseling should i not do it do it because it is in that space that you get to answer hard questions you get to be transparent and open you get to go into this with your eyes wide open at this point. Now, will you learn everything? No, you're not going to learn everything. I firmly believe that like there are some things that you're going to learn as you grow as a couple, but you're going to learn enough to be able to make a decision. Like you'll be able to learn like, like one of the things I like was the money piece. And so there was a whole session on money and we had to have conversations, you know? And so when you're talking about money, that's one of the, like, I found that that's one of, that's a big no reason, one reason for to get divorced. Divorce, right? Mm-hmm. And so you get to have this question, like, how much debt you get? You know? Is it just credit cards? Do you got payday loans, right? What mm-hmm. are your student loans look like? Do you just randomly spend money because you're hungry, you're happy, you're tired, you're stressed? Right. Like... Right. You know, you have to have those conversations. And oftentimes, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't have those conversations. Sometimes we just be like, oh, okay, they got a job. What happens if they lose a job? You know, like what what are the possible things that can come out of this? And so premarital counseling allows you to have those conversations. So I advise everybody to go. It doesn't have to be as extensive as ours. Um I know that ours was very long and extensive, but go, <laughs> go, go get some premarital counseling um, so that you can know, like, without a shadow of a doubt, like, okay, I can do this. I can do life. And one thing I have learned, marriage is a choice. Mm-hmm. That's the one piece that I get. It's a choice. Like, you're, you're choosing to be with this person. You're choosing to forgive this person. You're choosing to be... Um, God's representative, you know, because marriage is the literal representation of God's relationship with us. And mm-hmm. so it's a choice to do life. You gotta, you make the choice to do that with that person. Um, you just gotta make sure you're making the right choice for you, not for everybody else, for you. Because other people might have a choice that they think, or somebody else might have a choice, but you have to think about what it is that you need, what is it you desire, and who is going to do that with you. All facts. Um, Melissa Fredericks, aka Mrs. Kev on stage, said something in a a Black Love doc interview, and she said 
we have to stop saying like for church folks when we say divorce isn't an option the thing is divorce is an option but i'm choosing to stay married to you and the me choosing to stay here is there's there's power in that in my choice to stay despite the foolishness despite the differences despite everything that we got going on my choice to stay here is what's making uh that decision to stay married so much more powerful so you're absolutely right yeah. just wanted to throw that in there i agree and forgiveness that forgiveness piece they had a whole session on that and it's a whole it's a whole thing you should get that and anyway think, whether you're getting married or not i agree i wholeheartedly agree whether you're married or not you should you should get that forgiveness piece but the reality of it is people don't they don't they a lot of it is really contingent upon what are you gonna do for me and how you do it and if you don't do it i'm gonna hold this forgiveness piece i'm gonna hold this forgiveness from you because you didn't do what i wanted you to do you know but it is it's a very big thing that i think it's a it's also another vital part of like being married um because at the end of the day nobody's perfect Mm-mm. and you're not going to be happy 24 7. at some point that person might irk your nerves or you might irk their nerves you know because we human right but if you hold on to every time that person gets on your nerves or every time they don't put the toilet down, or every time they don't, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. It'll make things a whole lot worse than what it is. The way that I the way that I like to put it to people is so if you go through premarital counseling, a good premarital counseling program, person, counselor, whatever avenue you choose to go through, you mm-hmm. should walk out of that more prepared to handle the ebbs and flows of marriage you like you you have you you have more tools in your in your tool belt to combat the issues of marriage because finances it's gonna come up forgiveness is like forgiveness unforgiveness whether it's fidelity or whatever something small it's gonna come up communication Issues are happening. If, as long as there's two individuals on this planet, you're going to miscommunicate. It's just, it's just going to happen. Like there are things that you can, that you can learn about on the on the on the front end of yeah. marriage, and learning that about your partner and about yourself, as you uh, eloquently articulated, is is a game changer. Before you say I do, versus learning it in I do and saying you have all this surprise and stuff like that so yes for those of you who are uh in relationship thinking about getting engaged or are engaged haven't scheduled it i definitely recommend some form of premarital counseling i agree one of the reasons why i like excuse me one of the reasons why i liked this one that we did was they call it couple they call it csi couple seriously interested and so it's it's open for those who are engaged those who um, are interested in taking that next step and they post it as a course for you to be able to figure out like okay 
these are the tools that we're going to give you the tools to build a solid foundation and then you make the decision if you want to build this foundation with this person or that person like two of the couples that were in our uh, small group each got engaged during this course and so um one of them are actually getting married on the 28th and so but that they had been together for a while like the couple that's getting married on the 28th they had been together for a few years like they they have a, a child together they have a son together and so um it was kind of a natural thing for them to do but uh, one of the other couples they had been dating uh i think maybe a year I think they said maybe a year. And so they had got to that place where they were thinking about it. And through the course, um, the guy ended up proposing to her. And so they're going to get, they're getting married next year in March. And so there were other couples who took the course um, who weren't engaged yet. Um, the last, the, I think me and Ken, as a matter of fact, me and Ken were the only couple in our small group that were actually engaged. Mm. And so two, so it was four of us. Two out of the four got engaged, and the last one, um, they're still together, and I think they're about to make that that next step as well. Mm -hmm. So, if you're seriously interested, if you're engaged, please go and get some premarital counseling, because you'll be able to figure some things out and find out some things about each other um, that I don't think you, I think it would be better to find out on the front end. Is what I'm trying to say. Because I know a lot of couples who have did not, not do Did not have a conversation. I know um is one couple in particular that I'm thinking about, uh, a former friend of mine. And everybody told him not to marry this girl. Like every like when everybody, like your your family, your pastor, your friends everybody saying no like hey this might not be what you want to do dude and i remember i remember clear that he had actually called me one day oh Lord. they had got a real bad fight they got to a real bad fight and she was like physically like it got physical she like physically like got physical with him it was her and he was like you know what i'm gonna leave and you know, all this stuff. And I was like, okay, well, you know, listen, you got to be, you know, your safety is important. You know, he up to Mary Digger. And like, literally, like, within like six months. And I was, I didn't even say, I told you so. I just listened. Because I'm like, you know what? Sometimes people, they just, they got to find out on their own. I'm just going to be honest with you you're not finna be getting physical with me and we still be together. Like, that's grounds. No, like, that's that's the no-no. And, yeah. And they didn't do no, pre they didn't do premarital counseling because everybody told them no. So they was just like, we just gonna go and do it. You know, you know. <laughs> Sad, they, nah, didn't nah. Uh, uh, they didn't do, they didn't we want to need, do, they was like. <laughs> we don't even need to see you. Mm -hmm. Right. They didn't do it because, you know, everybody had been so adamant about like, hey, like this just ain't going to work out for y'all. But, you know, some people have to learn. Uh, yeah, some, some have to learn. But if you are interested, if you are going to get engaged, I advise people to do it. Um, 
simply because you gain so much more out of it. You gain so much out of it. Right. But uh, I know we've really talked about that for a long time, but that's not even even today's today's topic. But uh, it's still a good conversation. Um, Right. I mean, I have a question for you. What's that? For since you guys and I know we have to go, but I, I really just thought about this. Now nah, we can stay you this is our podcast. Sparkle. We just stay here as long as we want. <laughs> okay. So you and Sparkle have been married how many years now? Like two? Okay. So after two years of marriage, like do you do you still see the benefits of premarital counseling? Like, do you think marriage would be different if y'all did not do that before? Yes. Um, because it can it, what it does, it, it, it brings everybody to the same like level of understanding. Okay. Cause like, for example, I would like to not toot my own horn or anything, but I, I'd like to think myself of a little bit of an intellectual and like, okay. I, 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 I think things through on multiple levels and Sparkle doesn't be thinking necessarily deeply intently, um, in the thing, unless you bring it right into her face. And sometimes the 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 person who the to the information is coming from can go a whole lot smoother. Um, I think when it comes to her, especially, but I mean with with everybody, versus if your spouse is telling you this, or your person who you're in relationship with, engaged to, is telling you this and telling you that, and you just receive it more when it's coming from an objective person. So. For us, it, it definitely got us kind of on like the same level as far as expectations. Cause like we've had like, for example, like you and Ken, we had a lot of conversations like already about right. you know, kids, finances, goals, uh, what what we want to do in the next few years, what we want to do in the long-term years, you know, family dynamics. Like we've we've had a whole bunch of conversations just because I know like that 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 is an integral part if we're going to build a life together um but i think for everybody who is not necessarily deep like that because some not everybody's deep like that not everyone has those intimate conversations about that hopefully you do especially if you've been together for a significant amount of time but like premarital counseling a good premarital counseling sessions set the stage for those conversations to happen Cause like I told Sparkle, like when, before we got, I, I want to invest in real estate one day. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to work for nobody for 20 plus years, 30 plus. That's not my goal. My goal is to work for myself one day and have financial freedom. So I'm always, so like if we had gotten married and she didn't have expectations, she would be like, why are you doing all this extra stuff? Why don't you just get a raise at your job? Why don't you just do this? Why don't you blah, blah, blah. Like we would have, we would have conflicts because we would have conflicts because of that. But because we already have this expectation that she's more of the, the safe, secure person who's, yeah. willing, who's wanting to work for somebody and have that main hustle end job, maybe have a little side hustle, but the main job is still going to be the primary source of income, but I'm going to be the, the opposite. Then we would have like conflict right now. That's true. And, uh, and that goes even deeper you know when you start talking about raising kid values and stuff like that and so yeah 
it's just a uh, it just sets the stage for both of you to be on the same playing field of understanding if you got a good a good program and a good counseling right so i have a question and it's funny because ken actually brought it up um the day we graduated why do you think people don't do premarital counseling like he was really surprised like he thought that like this was something that everybody did but he was finding out like through social media that like this is like going to premarital counseling is actually like not as like a lot of people don't do that like why do you Mm -hmm. think people don't go if it's so beneficial and like the benefits are there it's like oh all of this stuff why don't people do it because people don't want somebody else telling them what is and is not right for them. Gotcha. And they are not willing to, to humble themselves and really take a serious look at your relationship. There, there are plenty of people who get engaged who you know really in the deep down in your heart, you, you have no business marrying this person. Yeah. But you don't want to face facts and really pull back the curtain and start dissecting what it really takes to have a successful long-lasting till death do you part marriage that works and people are not willing to to go through that uncomfortableness and then there's of course the second aspect of it which is counseling which there's so much of a stigma behind therapy and counseling and doing that all together and then when you add this element to it most I won't say most, a lot of premarital counseling is with your pastor or or a pastor at a church. And it's like, I don't want the pastor knowing all my business. I don't want that. Like, bruh, stop it. It's not about just you here. It's about you and your partner, your husband, your future wife, and y'all building a solid foundation. Because if it's built on a horrible foundation, one crack and the whole thing's coming down. One crack that you're not prepared for. One crack in the finances. One crack in the disagreement. One crack in the family dynamic. One crack in the job dynamic. You losing your job, you calling on hard times, you hitting depression, your health, health, health goes bad. One thing that you are not prepared for on a bad foundation can bring the whole crumbling piece down. Just because you say, I don't want nobody knowing my business or oh, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't need nobody telling me about my relationship. That's good. So I, I think it's, it's a combination of those things why people don't. And, and I'll say this, those people, and I, and we alluded, I think we talked about this before, but those people don't have people in their circle who have yeah, been through. Yeah. Because if you, if everybody who you're in friendship with has never been through it, and then now you're talking about unfamiliar territory, which when we talk about unfamiliar territory, think of, it's uncomfortable. Think about it. When's the last time we went somewhere that we didn't know without Google Maps or Maps on our phone? Never, ever. Exactly. It's very uncomfortable to just fly blind and just try to figure it out uh, or go into something that you've never experienced before. So I would say that the combination of those things, those things, I think the last one is more prevalent in I think today's perspective. Cause either it's either one or two things, either, you know, people who have been through it 
And nine times out of 10, when you go through it, people have positive things to say about it. That's true. Or you have people who did not, and you're like, why would I even do that? That's true. So. I agree. And I would like to add one more to that. I think one of the reasons people don't do it is because we've made such a big deal about the wedding and we put more emphasis on the wedding than the actual marriage. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I don't know if it's because I'm in that age group, like that marrying bracket. So like that 25 and older piece. I, but I feel like when I turned 25, that was like the, the thing, like everybody's trying to get married like Pinterest is really big, all these wedding TV shows, all of this stuff. And so it's like, it became like almost this obsessive thing that like, oh, mm-hmm. we need to have this wedding. Like, oh, we need to have this. Oh, every, like, you know, I need, I'm, you know, I'm waiting on this, you know, and I think the church, you know, I love the church, but I think like these last few years, the church has done a lot on preparing women to be wives. There are so many conferences, so many books, like all this stuff. Like there's like a, I feel like there's like a whole generation of women out here who are just sitting around waiting. And it's become this thing where I'm just waiting on my Adam or I'm waiting on this so I can have this wedding. And it's like, it's so much more than that. Like it's so much more than that. And I feel like a lot of people will get to that place where like, oh, this person picked me, like let's have this wedding. That it's like, they don't even realize the work that can go into it. And I feel like pre-count, like premarital counseling is a piece of the work. Like a lot of people want the glitz of it. You know, what's interesting is that one, that's true. The wedding, like people want to jump to the wedding and worry about the wedding before the actual marriage and stuff. That's, that's 100% true. But us guys in the church, we're having a completely different conversation. Yeah. We're having conversations about building up yourself. Because when you said that, immediately my mind went to, in the, I'll say more for our era, as, a, as millennials, older millennials, younger millennials, I think we're now in the space of get yourself together in your early 20s. Mm-hmm. So that when 25 hits, you are in a place where you can get married. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting because I, I, I saw a, a situation. I, I just went to a wedding not, uh, this past weekend, one of my neos. Um, but some, another, my neos neos, like we were sitting there having conversations with them, with them. And it was like night and day, like seeing the guy and the girl. <laughs> Uh, it seemed like their views on marriage or on like their, the conversations they were having were a little bit different. When talked yeah. to her, it like you said, it wasn't about like, oh, we're in a good place or like mm-hmm. we're going to do like it was about the wedding. I love mm-hmm. going. I love going to weddings because it gets me ideas about what I want. Mm-hmm. Nice things. And I want this and I want something small and intimate. And I want this amount of bridesmaids and I want this. This was all coming from the young woman. The young uh, woman. Yeah. I will bring to your attention was under the age of 25. Mm-hmm. But the young man, our conversations, because Spark was having a conversation with her, I was having kind of a conversation with him. It was more about, okay, so, so what's going on with your career right now? Like what, what, um, 
is that are, where you what are you doing right now oh, okay cool is that is that where you're trying to be you're trying to do something different it's like yeah like that was the conversation that young men are having about building ourselves up and getting ourselves in a position to be um a husband that provides protects and professes their love for um the spouse um but i will say we also in that it 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 turns to more of a of a selfish kind of view and where we don't think about okay what could i work on or what can we work on together to build a solid marriage foundation so from your perspective what you're telling me is that the women maybe focus more on the wedding having a great event having making a glamorous yeah. event but less on having a glamorous marriage yeah. and the guys are more focused on becoming stable secure um and financially and financially stable instead of uh emotionally and intimately stable and solid i can believe that because think about it with being 30 it's just me thinking about like these last few years, at least these last five years and all the people who have gotten married or all the things that we see, like it is such a big thing. Like, oh, I have to have this in my wedding. I have to have this in my wedding. I need to have this when it's like, okay, cool. What about the marriage? Like the wedding is only one day, you know, and back in the old days, I ain't even had, like I asked my grandmother uh, when, my, when my granddaddy passed, I, uh, I just kind of asked her, like, you know, what was her wedding like? And she was like, we just went to the courthouse. And my grandparents been married 59 years. Mm-hmm. It would have hit 60 in January. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, I feel like there's just been this emphasis, this emphasis on, like, oh, we need to get married. And, oh, we need to have this wedding. But, like, there's so much more to that. Like, it is, you you work for this. Like, you're working together. You know, there are, like, there are things that you need to do. And it's more than just that day. You know, it's more than just looking cute and having your friends up there, mm-hmm. you know. But I think we've, we've just gotten hooked on this idea of this big day. Because I, it's very rare that I hear people talk about the marriage piece. Like, people, like, majority of the things that I have seen has been like, oh, you know, you have to get married or preparing for this, preparing for that. But it's very rare that, like, I really and truly hear people talk about, like, hey, this is what marriage is like. This is what it is. Like, we see people. We see the highlight reels, you know, and then being in a social media age, everybody's thinking like, oh, they just got it all. They just got, you know, they got matching cars or matching outfits and they doing the uh, matching pajamas at Christmas and, oh, I want that. Oh, I want this. But the reality of it is, then people worked for that. I am pretty sure it hasn't always been that way. Like you have to build those things. You have to work for those things. Like it's, you're literally two imperfect people mm-hmm. who have made the decision to come together as one. Like one of the things that they said during our premarital counseling was the equation is one plus one equals one. Literally, it's one plus one. Like when you decide you want to get married, it's no longer me, it's we. And it's a very, like marriage is such a selfless thing to do. 
Mm-hmm. And you have to get to a point where you realize it's very selfless. Like, because you're giving of yourself to this person. And like, everybody giving to each other to do this. Like, that's literally what you're doing. But I don't think people really realize that sometimes, which is why you need to go to premarital counseling so that you can understand all of this stuff. Um, Because one of the things we talked about uh, in one of our sessions, because we had a women's session where we talked about submission, which is like, ooh, a bad word, right? Such a bad word. Like, and people are just so like, you say submission and people like get up in arms. They get get tight. They get tight. Get real tight in a row. When you're like, oh, you ain't submitting? Like, because I think, but I think the reason why is because I think it's the way we've been taught and the way people have taken it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, of course, they, 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 they broke it down from scripture from a scriptural standpoint. You know, Ephesians 5 says, wives, submit to your husbands, which is something that we hear all the time. The piece that they really don't talk about. I was going to say, they stop there. <laughs> they stop there. It's wives submit to your husbands. They don't talk about husbands. You're supposed to love your wives love like your wife. Christ loved the church. And then when you get it to breaking down, like, what did Christ do for the church? Christ sacrificed his life for the church. They go over this book. Love that was That was a piece of it. Yes. That was a piece of it. Um, Entire book is about this concept that Sarah just said. Love and Respect yes. by Dr. Emerson Egrich. Yep. So, definitely like, recommend. That is a piece that we don't really talk about. And so one of the wives, she said something that stuck with me. And she was like, you know what? I'm okay with submitting. She said, because think about it. Think about what men have to do. They have to sacrifice their lives for us. She was like, so if all I got to do is submit and listen, you know, submit. She was like, you know what? I'm pretty okay with that. She said, because how many of y'all, she asked us, she's like, how many of y'all will be willing to sacrifice, will be willing to do what men are called to do? It was a good question. Mm. It was a good question. And so, but we don't, we don't have, I don't think we really have those types of conversations and these are conversations that we need to have especially if you're trying to get married because there are a lot of men that hold on to their wives submit to your husbands they hold on to that but they don't really talk about the other piece right mm-hmm. so, there's some good stuff in it and i advise people if you want to get married to go to premarital counsel that's that's just gonna be my whole thing to the day i go Every time one of my children say, hey, I want to get married, go to premarital counseling. It ain't, it ain't real until you finish that. Yep. It's, and, I, and you know what? I agree with you on that. It ain't real until you get through that. Listen, because I've seen time, since in the time that me and Sparkle have been together, I have seen so many people get engaged and then not get engaged, not mm-hmm. make it to the wedding. And mm-hmm. Whether they go through premarital or not, I don't know. But it it ain't real until you go through that process. To to me personally, just it it does it does not mean anything's me. Okay, you're just extending the relationship a little bit longer in my eyes. And I don't care if you've been together for 10 years, whatever, until you go through that battleground, that boot camp that is premarital counseling, like that's when you saying, okay, I'm ready to take it serious and really pull back the curtain and start working on it. 
And that's that's where you got to take it serious. I want to also caveat by saying that you also need to know when to recognize if you need to do more work yep. on yourself and on each other before you actually get married. Yep. And, I, and I say that it's as simple as something with a dynamic of, I'm a, I'm 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 gonna use us for an example. So, with Sparkle, when let's let's say families for example, she grew up um, with her mom being you know stay at home mom, dad being primary breadwinner, blase blase right. She grew up with kind of her her father kind of saying. This is, listen, your mom's mm-hmm. stay-at-home mom because she stays home to watch all of you. There's five kids in the house. She stays home mm-hmm. to hold it down. But for you, my desire for you, my daughter, is for you to go out and work. Yeah. And so that, that, that root, like we talked about last week, the root versus the fruit, that root mm-hmm. is firmly in her to always mm-hmm. contribute and to mm-hmm. not be a burden. And so with that, so when, and we, we kind of talked about this in previous podcast episodes, especially the one with hers, um, when she was not working and could, and could not work, this is hurting her to her core, to her roots. So if I didn't, so if me, I'm not recognizing this is what's going on with my wife. My wife needs me right now. To, to support her and to make her and remind her that she is not a burden and that I signed up for this, saying yeah. that I will support you in this season. We are married. I am your partner in this life. I got your back. You're not a burden. You're not hurting me with this. This, isn't, this is what I signed up for. We're going to get through yeah. this. So it's, it's little things like, like that that you also got to know like wh- what's going on like on a deeper sense when when you pull back the curtain and go through this premarital counseling you got to sometimes you might need to go deeper a- yeah. a- along with going along that there are tendencies that were in sparkle's household and in my household that are reflected in our behaviors yeah and when pressure comes and when pressure comes on those behaviors start to come out but we recognize that those behaviors stem from our upbringings and mm-hmm. our parentals and how they've responded and how that's impacted on us. And that's why I say know when you need to go deeper and maybe get your own therapy. Mm-hmm. As a therapist, I, 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 gotta, I gotta put that caveat in there because you might need to go and just see how your relationship with your father, whether it was in the home or outside the home, you, maybe you should see how that affects you. I agree. Um, I can honestly say that me going through therapy before this and during, I can definitely see how that has prepared me for premarital. So there are certain pieces. So like the lesson that was on like boundaries and allegiance and, you know, all of that, like, because I had already been taking steps to do that, to set boundaries with my family, because I had already been taking steps to do that, when we got to that piece, that wasn't something that was 
going to be hard for me. That wasn't something that was foreign. I can honestly say, though, that if I had already been going to therapy and doing the work, that probably would have been difficult for me. Because the reality of it is, when you're getting married, you're starting your whole, you, you got a whole new allegiance. A oh, whole yeah. new Leave like and you cleave. Right, leave and cleave, right? You still respect your family. You still honor your parents. But like, at the end of the day, this is my spouse. This is my family. Like, this is my, you know, and there has to be boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, because I had already been going to therapy and because I had already been starting to put that in place, when we got to that part, I was able to see that. It wasn't something difficult for me to swallow. It wasn't something that we were going to have to have a, a like a more extensive conversation because I'd already, I had already started making that change before we got to this place. I was making that change before he even proposed to me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, but I can honestly say that if I had not been in therapy, if I had not already recognized some of this stuff, some of the things that we discussed would have been difficult. It would have been like, oh, wow, how do I do that? Like, how, how do I make this, you know, how do I make this work? And so I wholeheartedly agree that you might get to a place where you might need to do some therapy on your own or you might need to go a little bit deeper so that you can have a solid foundation and that you, you both are on the same page, you know? I wholeheartedly agree with you on that. Um, but yes, please go premarital counseling if you're wanting because you're literally conjoining lives and if you take out the time to prepare for college or prepare for grad school or prepare for your career if you take out the time to you know go to the doctor or go do whatever you should take out the time to prepare for your marriage to do the work that you're going to need to have the type of marriage that you want because trust and believe it don't happen overnight you don't just wake up one morning and be like, okay, we're happily married. Like, it, it takes a little bit of work. You know, don't let people's Instagrams, highlight reels, confuse you. Or be like, oh, I want that. No, I have learned that be your own couple goals. Oh, big facts. Be your own couple goals. Because you don't know what that couple did to get there. That man probably had been cheating since he came out the womb. And you only seeing these vacations because he got called again. But you don't know he got called again. You just know that they in Bali or the Maldives or, you know, they in Santorini living it up on these boats and these yachts. Not knowing that man probably going to cheat when he get back. Or they so, cheat on each other. Or they cheat on each other, right? Like you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, think about think about the celebrities. Think about Will and Jada. For years, Will and Jada were a couple girls. They was in whole entanglements with other people. You know, for years, people wanted to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce. Come to find out that Beyonce, who's probably been voted one of the most beautiful women in the world, he cheated on her. Look at Halle Berry. Halle Berry has had like three husbands. All three of them cheated on her. We will not tolerate <laughs> any Halle Berry slander on this podcast. Oh, I love Don't get me wrong. Tolerate. I love sis. I absolutely love sis. One of my favorite actresses. But I'm just, I'm just saying, like, be your own couple goals. Do the work. Uh, if you're really, truly serious about conjoining your life with somebody, do the work. Um, and you make it, you make it what it want to be. 
you know, they always say the grass is always greener. The grass is where you water it. The grass is where you put the feeder down. If you put in feeder in your yard and you water in your yard, your grass gonna be green. If you throw in feeder over the fence and throw in water over the fence, it's gonna be green over there. Like, no, do your own and be about your own. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head, Kel? Because you, you're dropping gems, you're dropping fire right now. I'm just saying, like, I just, you know, being going through this class has really helped me see the world differently. It's helped me look at the world differently. It's helped me look at relationships differently. Helped me look at other people's relationships and things like that. And I just, I understand a little bit more about it, about this process. And I also see where many of the ways we have thought has been a little warped. You know, like, I feel like a lot of people think of marriage as something that's very self-gratifying. Like, we gonna get married because this is what I want. And he gonna do this, 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 and this for me. And not even realize that, like, it's the opposite. Like, you're both giving to each other. It's not just about you taking from this person. Um, that's not it. And I think that trips a lot of people up because they think that's what it is. Like they really think that's what it is. Or or they think that marriage is this gift that God gives you because you then sin and you were just perfect. And so God is just going to give you with somebody. They also think that once you get married, everything is going to be fine. Right. Oh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have vacations all the time. It's going to be regular smuggler until you decide you want to go on a date night. And if you go on a date night, like it's 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 day to day with a person, mm-hmm. and that person's not gonna always bring you flowers. They might, you know, every other day or something, but they might be tired. You might be tired, like so. Yeah, don't get caught up in the hype, y'all. It's, it can be fun. It can definitely be fun. It can definitely be what it is that you want it to be, but you have to put, you got to pour into it what you want to get out of it. Big facts. This podcast is brought to you by the Good Life Community. <laughs> if you want fire conversations like that in a community of people who will encourage you to be in premarital counseling yes. and on the right path so that not only you can get married, but also stay married, Get in the good life community where we talk about topics like this. We talk about professional development. We, we, we talking about the things that you need to make your version of your version of the good life where you water your grass. So please go ahead, sign up today. Uh, put the website on the screen for those of y'all listening. Goodlifetc.org slash GLC and join today. But it was great. It was, it was great. <laughs> so many gems. Um, we didn't even get to the topic I want to talk about today, but that's fine. With me. That's fine. With me. This, this is this is good. And somebody needed it, apparently. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. Um, that being said, uh, give us that five star review on iTunes. Uh, check us out each and every single vert. Each and every single Thursday and keep pursuing your version of the good life. Until then, we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.